This is The Hot Seat with your hosts, Charlie Locke and Michael Galliano from SDR Nation. Each episode, we sit down with the top sales development reps in the game to unpack why they're great. Without further ado, let's jump in. Hey, Zach, welcome to The Hot Seat. We're uh, looking forward to having you on our podcast today and really unpacking a lot of your experience and, and your path from uh, business development, a BDR role a couple of years ago into the world today. And you've been doing uh, an awesome job from, from what I hear. Glad to have you on and pumped to get into your experience and your background. Thanks so much. I'm really excited to be here and looking forward to the conversation today. So tell, tell the audience a little bit uh, about yourself and, and your background and, and how you ended up in sales initially. Yeah. So again, my name is Zach Evans, born and raised in Vermont, which I'm lucky to be back home right now doing this podcast. But my first job out of college, I went to the University of Vermont, kind of stumbled into a business development role through a a former college teammate for a SaaS software company called Makersites that was very much in that startup phase and is just turning the corner, becoming a more mature company in the last year but really fell into it through a relationship and kind of fought my way through the trenches of being the second BDR at this company to try and figure out what that world could be for for maker sites and definitely learned through a lot of my mistakes there. Was a BDR for about just under two months before recently I'm getting the opportunity to try and prove out our bottom end of the market as an account executive. So I've learned through my mistakes just in the same way over the last six months as an account executive. And you know, prior to getting into the the BDR role, had you ever considered a, a career in, in sales or, or business development? Not directly to my knowledge. I think there's there's a lot of parallels, I think, to sales that I was able to draw on in terms of things that I just learned from other people to be strengths, whether that was communicating or relationship building. So it was definitely something that was out of my comfort zone, but exciting for that reason. But to be honest, I didn't really have too much knowledge or specific reasons to go into sales. It was more so the the opportunity and the uh, the company itself that I had trust in uh, my friend who was working there to to try my best to to get that role and then really learned it from the ground up. So you you came into the BDR role. You said you were the the second BDR, and in total, you were in that role just under two years. Is that right? Yeah, well, I was. I had to pull up my LinkedIn to to check, but yeah, just under <laughs> two years, just under two years, which is is crazy to say out loud. But um, yeah, just under two years, and it was a really cool experience. I think one thing that was I was interested in kind of reflecting before coming on here, there wasn't a clear path to go from that BDR role to an account executive, as we were still really trying to build out what a repeatable process looked like um, in terms of how we could create you know consistent pipeline for the company within that business development role. So it took a while to kind of get close to that before we were able to hire new BDRs, but took a lot of self-advocating to one, prove out that process, but then try and think about like what I wanted to my next step to be. Given it was my first job, I didn't I had kind of asked myself that first. So So a lot of SDR Nation members and and a lot of uh, SDRs in general, uh, especially at startups are one of the first SDRs at the company. I know I was a number of years back. And so, you know, break it down for for the, the audience. As far as, you know, you, you come to uh, the new company, you come to Maker Sites, and uh, there's one other BDR. There's no scalable process yet. What are those, what are those first few months look like 
how do you actually start to test things out to figure out a process that will work across you know a number of, of folks? It's a million dollar question, right? I would say um, there's so many layers to it. I would say first, what you touched on and saying, how do you test? I think testing and experimenting is the most important thing that you can do, whether you're the first uh, BDR at a company or the, the second hundred BDR at a company. So first, I think there was, I was very over eager as I think a lot of, you know, hungry, talented people coming out of college are to start a BDR role to really prove myself to start to create meetings and, you know, get my name up on the board, which I think I had to, through coaching, getting some advice, take the time to really understand one, the market that my company provided a service to. And then second to that, how we really were able to help the buyers that we were trying to sell to. So I kind of ran a little bit too quick, I think at the beginning and trying to test really things before I had a proper grasp for how we were helping, you know, the people that we were trying to sell our, our software to. So I would give people the advice to try your best to spend the first um, month or as long as you're able to, to really just be a sponge and learn as much as you can um, about how your product, how your platform or whatever you're selling really provides value to others. Once I really started to take ownership of that learning on my own without getting kind of pushed into that, I think it really helped me to build out a more effective strategy to test out different prospecting um, channels and approaches. But it really wasn't until I was able to kind of own my own voice of how I could message in an authentic way and not really, you know, speak our value proposition the way other people did in my company. I think that was a really hard thing for me at the beginning to try to communicate like all the, all the really talented people around me at maker sites were doing. I was you know, trying to memorize scripts or ways that people were communicating, but it wasn't really my voice or how I understood the platform. So really, once I was able to kind of just practice creative writing on the messaging without looking at other people's emails or how the first BDR had written, you know, sequences and stuff like that, it really helped me kind of unlock how I could approach prospecting on on my own. I, I love that point. And I think a lot of us have been there where we come in and we basically copy word for word what, what, what the others at you know, on the team have been saying or what their scripts look like. And, and, and that can help and that can be effective. But uh, I like your approach of really focusing on your copywriting, on personalizing it for your, your own approach uh, to find your voice. And, and just to go a level deeper there, when you were trying to learn about the solution, about why it's valuable to your market or your customers, what, what were a couple of the things that you did there to really understand how it's how it's helping because i think it's one of the most important you know onboarding steps that someone could do uh, when they join a company yeah absolutely i think there's a couple layers to it i think from a from a mindset standpoint something that's really helped me into my account executive role in the early days is being really okay to be vulnerable to to ask questions at the beginning to all different types of teams at your organization I think there's there's a natural, just intimidating layer of that to to go up to people and ask questions, or you know, as you are starting as a BDR, you're likely going to be shadowing other you know account executives or BDRs, whether that's on calls or in meetings, and especially in a virtual setting too. For people who are having to onboard virtually, it's so easy to kind of sit on mute and, and listen. But I found that trusting your gut when you have questions, as simple or as basic as they may seem 
really helped me just be engaged on a day-to-day basis and learn a lot more quickly about the product. Other areas of it, I think the biggest thing, it wasn't really immediately available to me right when I started, but Gong is something that I kind of looked back over the last two years, which is pretty wild, but I've listened, listened to 583 calls over the last two years of just people on my team. And that was that was the biggest thing for me, really just kind of building a habit of making dinner, toss on a gong call. There's so many talented sellers and so many amazing, unique brand partners that we work with in the footwear and apparel space. So really not even having an intention of like what I was going into the call to learn, but just kind of building that into my routine of, of listening to how other people on my team communicated. They're so unique and different that I think it helps you consciously and kind of subconsciously just start to like pick up on things innately. And then another big thing about that was I found that once I was able to kind of listen to a gong call and kind of just like, you know, be nosy to figure out like what other account executives or BDRs were doing within their pipeline, it allows you to be more engaged in like team meetings and other stuff because you know what's going on in that deal. So you can start to ask more specific questions about, you know, Why'd they ask you that? And like, how'd you handle that objection? Oh, you were thinking about that in that way. So that that was probably the the single most um, helpful thing for me over the last couple of years. That's uh, that's serious. That's some serious listening time. Awesome to hear that. I, I want to get into what I think a lot of uh, folks in the SDR, BDR role are, are very interested. Most of our members at SDR Nation want to I'd say the majority do want to go into a career as an AE or, or in sales. And there's certainly many other great and fulfilling career choices outside of that, but it's it's a popular one. So I want to get super granular as to how you approached it and, and the steps that you took from the very beginning. So you know, what, what was the first thing that you did when you thought about, hey, maybe I could get into that next role and, and, and trying to figure out how you would do it? Yeah, it's a great question. I think just to share honestly with everyone else, it was, it was a question that I didn't really know the answer to. Um, very thankful, I think, to have a leader on my sales team that was open to have that conversation. I still remember it. It was during COVID and I was back home in Vermont and we we're having a, a more serious conversation about you know commission and quota and you know how we were trying to hit our number, what was our progress to that. And it, there wasn't yet a super clear path laid out within my company in terms of, you know, hey, Zach, if you hit your quota for X amount of months, then we'll consider and evaluate you for a new spot. Um, it was kind of something that I just kind of brought up organically. I think it's really important to, at least for me, to kind of just be motivated as to the why behind I was trying so hard as a BDR, right? It makes sense. And you're providing a lot of value to the business. But I think having that that goal or that motivating what's next, whether that's an account executive role or a a role or promotion was um, something that was missing for a while. And I think it was leading me to just to be kind of burnt out in some areas of, of why I was like working so hard at this role. So it was something that I kind of brought up in a conversation as helpful for me to have that conversation with my VP to start to figure out what would need to be done for me to have the opportunity to get to that role. And then once we were able to have that conversation and lay out what needed to get done, it gave me a lot more clear motivation as to what I needed to do on a daily and a weekly basis to start to work towards that. And that was really kind of what sparked the the beginning of, of trying to get there. What was it about the account executive position that that really intrigued you? That's a good question. 
I think really just like the dynamic nature of, of selling was really exciting to me. And it was out of my comfort zone. I think as a, as a BDR and SDR, you, you have this like, you know, earn pride of creating an opportunity. And in our company, we, you know, like many lead that kind of qualification first call step. And so when you, you work so hard to, to create that opportunity, find a great leader and a buyer at a great ICP company, you read the qual, like you lead that first call, then you hand it off to the account executive. There was something that my, my team, I'm probably shouldn't have spent so much time, but I had a tough time not like intensely just following along with that deal, either through Gong or the account executive. Um, and I think there was just like a clear excitement or interest in me to kind of think like, oh, I can do this. Like, I think I could, you know, given the opportunity, lead this from the beginning to the end, just given how excited I was to continue like following along how that deal um, went after I was able to create the opportunity. So I think it was just like a clear excitement that I wasn't uh, satisfied just with being involved in the beginning of the process and was really excited to learn what would need to be developed from a selling standpoint to be able to take it from start to, to closed. So you, you sit down, you meet with your VP, you, you get some feedback and advice. And it sounds like that's when you started to put the plan together. What, what did the plan look like at that point? At that point, I think there's, there's always the consistent variable is you need to be achieving and, and likely overachieving the, the quota or the opportunity creation metrics or booking meetings, however it is that your company looks at it. That's kind of the, always the first step to, before having that conversation. I, second to that, the biggest thing, given the stage that my company was at, was really kind of leading as best as we could a, a playbook to be passed on to new business development representatives that we would hire to kind of to backfill my role, but more importantly, develop the resources and onboarding plan so that somebody else could come in, take what we've built and definitely iterate off it, but start with much of a more head start and clear plan of action than, than I did when I came in. That was kind of step two. Um, step three, which... Um, I'm sure there's a lot of similarities depending on the size of the company was, and I, I know we've talked about this before in the past, the the software that my company sells is, is predominantly in an enterprise, like large company space, which I definitely don't have the experience nor knowledge to step into that type of role. So the next opportunity that my my VP, really incredible to, to think through with me is how could um, we develop a go-to-market strategy for you know, the bottom tail of our market, the the smaller footwear and apparel brands that we current we currently weren't chasing just from a business, you know, objective standpoint. So that third kind of missing puzzle piece that I had to invest in before really getting the the full green light to get a promotion was building out what a go-to-market strategy might look like for me to basically have no support other than my own ability to prospect and then sell into that market because it was it made more sense given my lack of experience in selling to focus in that area. So that was the the kind of third step that I had to, to tie the ribbon around before um, getting the green light from our leadership to allow me to kind of experiment in that market and, and prove it out before they considered from uh, just a top-down perspective that we should invest more um, resourcing into developing out uh, a product that could serve that market. I remember it was a bunch of months ago, you, 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 know, you, mentioned, you mentioned it, that you and I spoke about this and you were just setting out on this journey, which was really exciting. And, and I thought it was great that you were reaching out to, to, to other folks about this. 
when you didn't have necessarily deep knowledge yet about it. What other steps did you take or, or, or what else did you do to prepare for this, you know, for that third step to put that together to demonstrate you, know, you, you have a good plan in place and when you move into the role, you're ready to, to hit the ground running with that go-to-market strategy. But how else did you prepare for it? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and I would say probably one of the, the top pillars or most like valuable resources was most, most definitely SDR Nation as a community and all the resources that you all provide. I think something that I kind of touched on earlier in terms of it was a big unlock for me, I think. And I had a conversation with uh, my VP about this the other day that once I was able to kind of own my own self-development, meaning like I was kind of, I was just passionate about trying to get better for myself. And it wasn't somebody else on my team putting pressure on me to do better or any external reason. It was just really like a curiosity to learn more about how other sellers sell and through podcasts. I love the 30 Minutes of President Club podcast, Jay Barrow's podcast. Um, a lot of what you guys provide through SDR Nation, just really in a similar way to how I would listen to gong calls, just without really having an intention of what I was going in to learn, just trying to listen to other people who have done it in the past was really helpful to me to um, lean on, again, how other people have been successful in the past and just starting to pull things from there to help build um, my strategy, my perspective there. I think there's there's a little bit of an imposter syndrome that everybody faces in a new role or at a new company. Um, but it's amazing how quickly you can have a leading perspective on a topic or a subject just by taking the time to learn from others who are specialized in that, um, whether that's prospecting or whether that's how to lead a great discovery call, you know, how to use Vidyard to send proposals out. There's so many amazing, incredible podcasts and live events about those subjects. So just kind of investing in the time to learn um, and be open to take feedback on those subjects allowed me to just kind of pull from people who are a lot smarter than me and have done it in the past and then um, just use that to help drive my strategy within Makersites. We've had a really great conversation uh, about your journey and, and about getting promoted, getting into, into that next role. You know, one or two final questions. You know, when you finally got promoted, you, you started you know, day one in, in that next role and, and, and during your onboarding, I'm sure there were some challenges along the way. Um, I certainly had them you know, when I made that step. Any that you'd want to share with the group, the audience on things that were difficult once you moved into that next role and how you maybe uh, overcame them? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question and, and happy to share. There's probably more than I can point to, but one that is kind of top of mind for me. I think I have a natural, like a lot of people, when you're you're kind of pushing yourself to be successful in a new role at a new company, you can oftentimes be your your toughest critic and put a lot of pressure on yourself internally. How I always have dealt with that is <laughs> just by over-preparing. Um, really putting in the work to you know over research into companies, really plan out details of how I'm going to run a call, how I should do this whole process. And I think while that's a, a valuable skill to have, I think it held me back in the beginning of starting to learn how to be more natural and a good seller from skills like active listening on calls because I was so I was so focused on following a detailed plan that I'd put together because I thought that was the right way to do it. But um, at the beginning in, in my selling opportunities that I was running, I think it held me back from just trusting that I, I, I knew our product and I knew how we could help people and the, 
the focus really being on the customer and learning and listening to them. Um, once I able was able to kind of take a step back, do the prep that was necessary, but not over invest in a plan or how things were going to how the outcome was going to play out. Um, it really helped me to flow more naturally in my conversations and my deal cycles and focus time on the customer and not necessarily sticking to how I think things should play out. So whether you're an account executive or I think in a BDR, it's a lot of similarities to that. I think you can have a, the best plan in the world, but um, it really just takes you taking the bias for action to, to trust yourself, know that you, you know what you know about your company and just like allow yourself to think and, and move a little bit more freely without worrying about the worst case outcome, which at the end of the day is, you know, an angry voicemail from somebody who you cold called too many times or, you know, somebody having a bad day and getting an email back The the end outcome or the worst case scenario is really never that bad. So I think giving yourself a little bit more ease in your day to day and trusting yourself goes a long way. One last thing I'd love to get your thoughts on is a little bit of a future looking question. You know, let's say fast forward five years from now, it's, it's, it's 20, 26. What would you have hoped to have accomplished over the next few years, both professionally, personally, whatever you feel open to sharing? Yeah, it's a great question. Thanks for asking. I think, and I've had the opportunity to, to speak with Megan and some, some great coaches at SDR Nation about that kind of career coaching aspect of it. I think it's something that I'm still really new to thinking about. She described it to me in a really interesting way about her experience of not necessarily being so intentional about it, which I think is interesting and like really just trusting and trying to be excellent at, at where I am today. For me, that is just really trying to be a great seller for my company in this this market, um, the SMB commercial market. Um, so I think my focus is really proving out that I can be a great seller and bring on great brand partners and really set a legacy for what that means for the company in, the, in this market. That'd be focus number one. I think that rightfully should take at least a year, maybe even two years. And I'm really enjoying that right now. The next opportunity that I'd be really excited to think about is my company's growing really fast right now, which is exciting. I've had the opportunity to have my first you know, relationship with a BDR as an account executive, I have this really talented guy named Keller working with me. And it's been, I've been surprised at how much I've just enjoyed being able to try to mentor and be a great peer to him. So some type of leadership role connected to either leading, you know, BDR team or, or the commercial team in the next five years, I think is it's a really special opportunity to be able to dedicate your time to help develop other people. And I, I just have enjoyed it kind of seeing a lot in myself of, you know, how I felt when I was in that role. So I think it's valuable to have that experience that I was kind of in the trenches I'm doing a similar type of role. So that's definitely something that I'm excited about. But to be honest, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. But trying to just to kind of keep my head down and do the right things. That's great. Zach, really appreciate your time today. It was a lot of fun getting to know more about you and you know, having you share your story uh, with uh, SDRs all over the world. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, it was, it was an absolute pleasure. I hope people got something valuable out of it. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or SDR Nation. Always happy to connect and have a conversation with anybody that wants to talk anything selling, personal, or just chat. I appreciate the time, Michael. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And if you're interested in joining SDR Nation's membership and private community, head to SDRNation.com.